0: You're listening to Modernism, a production of the Golden Age Collection, a 501c3 audiovisual archive based out of sunny San Francisco, California. 2023 was another great year for San Francisco music, and kicking off my annual retrospective is Cherry Crush by Garza, featuring
1: Lulu. My cherry crush.
0: Crush by Garza featuring Lulu. You may remember Garza from my Best Music of 2021 series, where I featured his album Daydream Accelerator, which was his first solo record outside of Thievery Corporation. Since relocating to SF from Washington DC, Garza has been active around the Bay Area, often popping up for DJ sets and live shows. It was great to see him play the intimate venue Café du Nord this past May. In late 2023, he dropped his latest single, which you just heard. Welcome to Chapter 2 of Metamodernism's Best Music of 2023 series. If you missed the first chapter, you're welcome to go back in order to get some context as to what this series is all about. This is now my third year producing a dedicated episode focused solely on music from the San Francisco Bay Area, since I didn't think to do this in my Best Music of 2020 series. Every year, I enjoy curating a playlist of my favorite San Francisco and Oakland-based artists in an attempt to form a singular statement about the sound of the Bay Area's countercultural music scene. 2023 was another prolific chapter in San Francisco's rich history of countercultural music, especially in the burgeoning fog pop and lo-fi scene. Garza's music, with its pulsing electronic beats, sleek guitar, and polished studio sound, is a bit of an anomaly compared to the rest of the Bay Area music featured on this episode. Tape hiss and hazy guitars abound, as many of these songs were recorded in bedroom studios and have little to no polish, giving them a raw and authentic feeling. So much Bay Area music was released in 2023 that I'll soon be debuting my first bonus episode featuring the music that I couldn't fit here. Music by the Bay back in the day will travel back through time, exploring the great music from 20th century San Francisco that was released, remastered, or reissued in 2023. But for this episode, I'll need to keep the intro short and sweet in order to fit in all of the songs at a high bitrate. This is your annual reminder that the artists you love make virtually nothing from your Spotify streams. So if you like what you hear, please consider purchasing their albums, supporting live music, or picking up some artist merch. Links to purchase all of the music will be in the show notes. The remaining Best Music of 2023 episodes will trickle out over the next few weeks, possibly months, so be sure to follow or subscribe to Metamodernism wherever you get your podcasts in order to receive the latest episodes as they come out. But before we get back to the music, let's talk a bit about San Francisco. 2023 marked my seventh year calling downtown San Francisco my home. Throughout the decades, San Francisco has meant many things to many people. Those who don't live here often base their opinions on the city from what they see on the news. And San Francisco's national news coverage paints a pretty bleak portrait. Rampant homelessness and drug use, brazen shoplifting, car break-ins, and auto burglary. And living in the same building on the edge of the Tenderloin for the last seven years, and living in the same building on the edge of the Tenderloin for the last seven years, I know firsthand what it's like to walk around streets covered with trash, used needles, and feces, both dog and human. It can often feel like having front-row seats to the downfall of Western civilization, as if we're all in some sort of social experiment gone wrong. It's no secret that San Francisco is facing numerous problems that city leaders will need to address in order for the city to bounce back to its former glory. 2023 broke the record for the highest number of overdose deaths in the city, with 752, beating 2020's previous record of 726. San Francisco's office vacancy rates are at an all-time high of 35%. Stores and small businesses all over the city are closing up shop due to greedy landlords raising rent and unrelenting and unpunished shoplifting. I know that businesses in any city can come and go, but I've never before witnessed such a large exodus of businesses as I have in the last few years. First to go were the offices and retail shops, but then came the grocery store and pharmacy closures, which negatively impacts the local communities who rely on these businesses. Many of the Bay Area's vital transit agencies are headed for a fiscal cliff. Combine all of these issues together and you have what economists predict is a doom loop, where the situation within a city continues to deteriorate at a more rapid pace due to more resources pulling out of the city. Knowing the worsening conditions in San Francisco, some people wonder why I still live downtown and haven't moved out to the suburbs to get away from the blight. I've chosen to make San Francisco my home because I've fallen in love with this city and you don't give up on the things you love. It's easy to become another statistic among the other 75,000 Californians who moved out of the state in 2023. But weathering the storm of problems currently plaguing San Francisco takes dedication and a desire to play a part in solving problems, not perpetuating them. I've never much cared for politics, and while Metamodernism isn't a political podcast, it is a San Francisco podcast, and I've come to understand the importance of one's own civic duty and the responsibility for each of us to care about what happens in our own neighborhoods by electing leaders who will wisely shape our policies. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for, but 2024 is an important election year, both for San Francisco and the United States, and there's a lot on the table. So register to vote and do your homework, because some ballot initiatives can be confusing to voters by design. I believe San Francisco is worth fighting for, because for all of the problems this city has, there's still a lot to love. From iconic landmarks, gorgeous coastlines, historic and modern architecture, dozens of beautiful parks, delicious food, to a thriving arts and culture scene where the world's best musicians, filmmakers, comedians, authors, and lecturers make frequent stops, San Francisco's offerings can be hard to beat. Living where I do puts me within walking distance of venues like August Hall, the Curran, the ACT, Marines Memorial Theater, Great American Music Hall, the Masonic, the Warfield, the Regency, the Fillmore, Rickshaw Stop, Bill Graham, and the Punchline, all of which are prone to drain my wallet throughout the year. But I relish the ability to walk up to the box office and purchase tickets in person to avoid the ridiculous service charges tacked onto online ticket sales. San Francisco's annual events calendar is regularly full. The year starts off strong with SF Sketchfest taking over the city for three weeks in January, offering the best in sketch comedy, stand up, film and TV panels, podcasts, game shows, and more. This year will be SF Sketchfest's 21st Festival, running from January 18th to February 4th. And with so many great shows, I don't have nearly enough time to list them all. The complete SF Sketchfest event rundown and tickets are available at sfsketchfest.com or by downloading the SF Sketchfest app. After Sketchfest wraps up, indie music festival Noise Pop encompasses venues across the city from February 24th to March 3rd and will feature many artists whose music I've previously played on this podcast. Later in the spring we have SF Film Festival followed by Stern Grove, Outside Lands, Portola, Hardly Strictly, Litquake and so many others. If music, comedy, art and film are your jam, San Francisco is a great place to call home. Sure it's expensive and you have to watch where you step, but I've met so many wonderful and genuine people living here. Smart, passionate, dynamic individuals, both young and old, funny and tragic, beautiful souls who came to San Francisco from all corners of the globe, converging in this peninsula to work, to play, and to experience life together. And I'm grateful to call them my friends. So whether you're an old friend or a new friend, whether you live here or are just visiting on a sonic vacation, let this episode be a gift from the Bay to you. Things may get weird. Futuro Paco is the project of Oakland-based Justin Pinkerton, whose music blends elements of psych rock, library, funk, and jazz into a fresh sound reminiscent of a bygone era. In October, Futuro Paco's second album, Forteza di Vetro Volume 1, was released on El Parezo Records. The title translates to The Glass Fortress and is a reference to the fragility of the superpowers of the world, such as the US. Justin said of the album, quote, As we witnessed in the height of the pandemic and its after effects, it doesn't take much to take down one of these entities that hide behind the facade of power and indestructibility. One tiny crack can trigger an unstoppable catastrophe. Though Futuro Paco songs are instrumental, I tend to channel my feelings about politics and the world through them. Unfortunately, the world can be a terrible place at times, so there is a sort of dark, at times angry, theme to these songs. But instead of writing lyrics to convey those feelings, I just let the music do the talking, end quote. Up next is one of my favorites from Forteza de Vetro, Volume 1. This is Tono de Luce by Futuro Paco. That was Tono de Luce by Futuro Paco from the album Fortezza di Vetro, Volume 1. Oakland artist Lindsay Olson records as Salami Rose Joe Lewis, who you may recall from my Best Music of 2022 series for her vocals on the Toro y Moi track magazine. From her band camp, quote, Drawing from her studies in planetary sciences, she creates a unique experience, exploring ideas of multiverses and climate change through the lens of a fictional post-apocalyptic keyboard-toting earthling with a flashlight, a can of cashews, and a hopeful optimism." In May, she released her new album, Akuzmatikoi, which translates to, Sound Where There Is No Identifiable Source. Of the title, Lindsay said, I am enamored with the concept of listening to a sound when we don't know the source the act of listening in this great expanse of the universe for answers, for questions, or just for something unidentifiable that we seek, end quote. Her bandcamp notes that the Akuzmatakoi were a sect of Pythagorean mystics from the 5th century BC, known for their ritual, harmony, and ethical behavior. On Akuzmatakoi, Salami Rose Joe Lewis collaborates with other artists I've previously featured on this podcast, Bryjine and Soccer 96. Up next is her track with the former Bay Area duo Brygine. This is propaganda by Salami Rose Joe Lewis featuring Bryjin.
1: Are we supposed to see beyond the world together? Are we supposed to see beyond the world-
0: Propaganda by Salami Rose Joe Lewis featuring Brygine. Madeline Kenny is another great artist from Oakland making dreamy indie music. From her band camp, quote, In the quiet surrounding the pandemic, Madeline Kenny made sonic sketches in the basement studio she shared with her then partner. She arranged phrases that called her the sharp knife of a synth cutting a path along a blooming arpeggio, drums stuttering firm and tight. Working this way, she had amassed a collection of songs she had no particular aims for. Some formed her 2021 EP Summer Quarter and others languished. But in 2022, Kenny's partner left suddenly and without warning, plunging her into the solitary act of untangling what had happened. In the wake of her ensuing depression, she revisited these songs and found in them something prescient. She had already laid the foundation for her latest album, A New Reality Mind, end quote. A New Reality Mind was released in July on Car Park Records, and up next is one of my favorites from the album. This is Expectations by Madeline Kenny. by Madeline Kenny from the album A New Reality Mind. In my Best Music of 2021 series, I featured the debut album of Chime School, the San Francisco-based project of Andy Pastelanek. In April, Chime School released a new 7-inch single called Coming to Your Town on Slumberland Records. From Bandcamp, quote, Coming to Your Town was recorded while sick with COVID, and rather fittingly, is a feverish attempt to describe the reactionary political movement that seemed to infect the Bay Area during the pandemic. Leave it to Chime School to pen a classic 12-string jangle pop tune about the breakdown of civil society. It's not all cats and motorbikes, Shay Chime School, end quote. This is Coming to Your Town by Chime School. is Coming to Your Town by Chime School. Chime School's Andy Pastelanek also plays in Seablight, a San Francisco four-piece making jangly indie rock. In September, Seablight released their sophomore album, Lemon Lights, on Mount St. Mountain. From their band camp, quote, Recorded over the summer of 2022, Lemon Lights contains 12 dreamy pop tracks showcasing the group's continued growth and maturity and marks a strong progression from their debut album. After recording basic bed tracks with Robbie Joseph, the band finished overdubs in their practice space and Lauren's apartment. The freedom of home recording allowed them to experiment, resulting in an organic and intuitive manifestation of the band's emotions and creativity, a sonic inkblot of unfiltered pop appreciation." End quote. Up next is one of my favorites from Lemon Lights. This is Monochrome Rainbow by Seablight. Seablight from the album Lemon Lights. 2023 marks the third year running with an appearance from Glenn Donaldson's project The Reds, Pinks, and Purples, and for good reason. Since starting the project in 2020, The Reds, Pinks, and Purples have had a prolific output of consistently great indie rock. 2023 saw The Reds, Pinks, and Purples release over two and a half hours of new music across an album, five EPs, and a handful of singles. In March, the Reds, Pinks, and Purples released a new album, The Town That Cursed Your Name, on Slumberland Records. San Francisco indie mainstay Karina Gill wrote this of the record on Bandcamp, quote, Music toys with time. Or maybe songs reflect back that time is always toying with us. The world of a song takes hold of us like an eternity to be lost in, with its repetitions and variations. But ultimately, as with everything else, it has a start and then it ends. And there's no place to lose time like San Francisco, where there are no seasons and all the seasons occur within one day. Where the fog takes the space where your plans might have been. Where there's insane wealth all around and everyone you know and love is hanging on at the periphery and making art on any given Tuesday night." Up next is one of my favorites from The Town That Cursed Your Name. This is Too Late for an Early Grave by the Reds, Pinks, and Purples. (laughs) ¶¶
2: Never climb the charts, destroy the stage brush with fame or join the hip parade Or maybe the lower rung back in the day It's too late It's too late Beat down again No wonder you're afraid they can throw you away if you don't work every day. If you're sick, well that's okay. Make sure you punch the clock anyway. Overcome with purity shame. You better arrive on time next time to play the game. No reward to end the day Never climbed the charts Destroyed the stage Brushed with fame Or join the hit parade From the cradle to the grave We are caved No one was saved
0: for an early grave by The Reds, Pinks, and Purples from the album The Town That Cursed Your Name. In addition to The Reds, Pinks, and Purples, Glenn Donaldson also plays in The Telephone Numbers, whose album The Ballad of Doug was featured in my Best Music of 2021 series. Thomas Rubenstein fronts the Telephone Numbers, whose band camp describes their music as pure pop for sad people. In February of 2023, the Telephone Numbers released a new seven-inch, Weird Sisters. And if we're lucky, perhaps we'll get more music from the Telephone Numbers soon. Up next is the B-side of Weird Sisters. This is This Job Is Killing Me by The Telephone Numbers.
3: Activity. A cold inactivity. The show is over. Say goodnight. I try so hard, imagine it. The Sisyphus is happy. But I'm overexposed. Where's the light? You let leather pants make a bed. Make it hard to stand Take a pen and trace the scene It's like bad TV This job is killing me All I want is someone to sing A melody in the key of the light Solitis, tauntise, and sarcastic poetry is killing me. So give it up for suffering, and shower me with flattery, the we'll show is over. And, and in my bed are all my dreams of underground celebrity. I toss and I turn through a decade of life. Deep prophecies make a fan or just sell the brand of a career. Jealousy, this grass isn't green This job is killing me All I want is someone to say a melody in the key of a life That is more than just a passing face Of R-I-L-L-I-N Dress up photography Your purposes make a plan Or just sell the plan Too much jealousy This job is killing me Too much jealousy This job It's killing me
0: This job is killing me by the telephone numbers. Justin Cheromaya fronts High Sun, a prolific San Francisco Brightcore project started in 2015. From their band camp, quote, High Sun has been fleshing out Dreamo hymns into twinkling ballads. High Sun wants to create that sky memory that will broaden your perception of life, love, and joy, end quote. In April, High Sun released a new album, Heavenly Petticoat, and quickly followed it up in June with Fabric EP, And up next is one of my favorites from Fabric EP. This is Pink Rose by High Sun. (laughs) by High Sun from Fabric EP. One of the many great things about San Francisco's indie scene is that surprises can materialize out of nowhere, such as the case with Daisy's Room, a mysterious new band that released an EP of demos a few weeks ago. Daisy's Room is about as fresh as they come, with a digital footprint less than two months old and under 50 followers on Instagram, there's virtually no information on the members of Daisy's Room other than them being from San Francisco. Their tunes are short and sweet, so hopefully we'll get more music from them soon. This is Interlude by Daisy's Room. by Daisy's Room. Another band who recently appeared out of San Francisco's fog was Whitney's Playland. From their band camp, quote, Whitney's Playland is the pandemic-era project of Ina Showalter and George Tarlson, longtime friends and veterans of the music scene. Having grown up in and around San Francisco and inspired by their experiences, their music is about the usual things in life, love and loss, sometimes with a wry and sardonic angle. The result is a dreamy pop landscape reminiscent of Yola Tango, Guided by Voices, The Sundays, and Dinosaur Jr. The band expanded into a four-piece in late 2022 with the addition of Evan Showalter and Paul DeMartini, end quote. In March of 2023, Whitney's Playland released their debut album, Sunset Breeze, on Paisley Shirt Records. Its release was accompanied by A Day at the Fair, a collection of demos and b-sides from the Sunset Breeze sessions. Both albums serve as a great introduction to the lo-fi, jangly world of Whitney's Playland. But up next is one of my favorites from their b side This is Party Next Friday by
1: Whitney's Playland. <laughs>
0: Party Next Friday by Whitney's Playland from A Day at the Fair. Since founding Paisley Shirt Records in 2013, Kevin Lynn has become a fixture within the San Francisco indie scene. Throughout the years, he's channeled his musical output through bands like Present Electric and Sad-Eyed Beatniks. In July, Present Electric released a new self-titled album, their first in two years. And up next is one of my favorites from Present Electric. It's a short slice of hazy lo-fi music that Kevin and his label are best known for. This is Three Singing Generations by Present Electric. Singing Generations by Present Electric from the album Present Electric. Kevin's other project, Sad-Eyed Beatniks, was featured in my Best Music of 2022 series. And even though we didn't get a new Sad-Eyed Beatniks album this year, in December, the Seattle-based indie label Drongo Tapes put together a large compilation called Rhythm and Phrasing that featured tracks from indie artists across the Pacific Northwest and far beyond. On it, we were treated to new songs from a few Bay Area bands like Tony J and Sad-Eyed Beatniks. Up next is Sad-Eyed Beatniks' contribution to Rhythm and Phrasing. This is Blank Black Tape by Sad-Eyed
1: Beatniks
3: before that coin was lost under the sea it
1: shines up bright for you then it killed its fate gone away
0: by sad-eyed beatniks. You may recall April Magazine from my Best Music of 2021 series. The San Francisco four-piece has become a cornerstone act in the fog pop scene that's blanketing the city. In March, April Magazine released their new album, Wesley's Convertible Tape for the South, on Paisley Shirt Records. If you're a fan of April Magazine's hazy, introspective soundscapes like me, Wesley's Convertible Tape for the South will be a welcome addition to their growing discography. And if you're in San Francisco, be sure to catch April Magazine at the Rickshaw stop on January 18th. Next up is one of my favorites from Wesley's Convertible Tape for the South. This is Brighter by April Magazine. That was Brighter by April Magazine from the album Wesley's Convertible Tape for the South. April Magazine's Katiana mashi has another project, Mr. Baby, whose music I featured in my Best Music of 2021 series. In December, Mr. Baby released a new self-titled EP, which features the kind of delicate and dreamy music that fits perfectly within the city's fog pop scene. Up next is my favorite track from Mr. Baby EP. This is Canyon City Blues by Mr. Baby. canyon city blues by mr baby from mr baby ep from Bandcamp, quote headed by michael ramos current member of cindy flower town al harper and sad-eyed beatniks and former member of april magazine tony j began recording in 2006 and added a live band in 2017. recorded entirely in 2021 tony j's new album perfect worlds delivers an intimate record of 13 dreamy assured arrangements Perfect Worlds was recorded in Ramos's basement and mastered by Mikey Young, and features Kelsey Faber, Alexis Harper, and Cameron Baker, with guest vocals by Karina Gill from Cindy, Flower Town, and Sad-Eyed Beatniks. Studded with instant classics, Tony J's new album encapsulates the isolation and loneliness of the past few years, end quote. Perfect Worlds is another treat for fans of hazy indie music from a bygone era. This is Isolated Visions by Tony J. <laughs> Isolated Visions by Tony Jay from the album Perfect Worlds. As previously mentioned, Karina Gill lended vocals to Perfect Worlds, but she also fronts her own band, Cindy, who released their fourth album, Why Not Now, in April. From Bandcamp, quote, Karina's music is simple out of necessity and introverted in delivery, but the songs contain vivid worlds and are quietly ambitious. With this latest batch, she pulled the process of making Cindy music even more inward. She said of the album, quote, some of these songs were first recorded as demos alone in my basement. I think that process set the tone for the record. Maybe it set up a kind of starkness." End quote. Moving on from the fixed quartet that performed the first three albums, Gil worked alongside original keyboardist Aaron Deco to develop the songs, and they enlisted players from the ever-blossoming SF pop scene to realize her minimalist vision. Members of Flower Town, Telephone Numbers, April Magazine, Famous Mammals, and Sad-Eyed Beatniks to name a few. Cindy's Why Not Now is a muffled street symphony inside a passing daydream, end quote. Up next is the title track from Why Not Now. This is Why Not Now by Cindy. <laughs> Why Not Now by Cindy, from the album Why Not Now. Hospital is a mysterious band consisting of Mike Ramos, Karina Gill, and Kevin Lin. In July, they released Hospital 2 on Paisley Shirt Records. Even though the title sounds like a sequel, by all accounts it appears to be their debut album. That's about all I could dig up on Hospital, so it's best to let the music speak for itself. I'll be playing one of my favorites from Hospital 2. This is Rubber Band Ball by Hospital. <laughs> Rubberband Ball by Hospital. 2023 marks Hazel English's third appearance on this podcast, having previously been featured in my Best Music of 2020 and 2022 series. The Australian native, now living in Oakland, hit the Bay Area indie scene in 2016 and quickly became one of my favorite local artists. Hazel English released a handful of great singles in 2023. But up next is her cover of an underrated pop hit originally recorded by The Laws in 1998. This is There She Goes by
1: Hazel English. There she goes, there she goes again, racing through my brain, and I just can't contain this feeling. There she goes, there she goes again, again. again. pulsing through my veins, and I just can't contain this feeling.
0: There She Goes by Hazel English. From Bandcamp, quote, Plastic Candles is the home recording project by San Francisco-based David Diaz. When David isn't recording with friends, he's playing guitar in April Magazine, surfing at Ocean Beach, skating through the streets of SF, or hanging out at a hit gallery show, end quote. 2023 was a prolific year for Plastic Candles, with a handful of albums, EPs, and demos popping up on Bandcamp. In September, Plastic Candles released a new album, Futon Stereo Mix, on Paisley Shirt Records. From their band camp, quote, The wind is softly blowing a breeze through your curtains. They gently shake and sway, as if the outside world is breathing in and out. Cool, damp air from the night passes over you as you sink down a little further into your seat. This is the kind of feeling that the hazy, low-fidelity music of Futon Stereo Mix by Plastic Candles brings about. Fantastically serene, magically peaceful, end quote. This will be the final track in Metamodernism's look back on the best Bay Area music of 2023. I'll be back again shortly with a bonus episode of the music from 20th century San Francisco that was unearthed in 2023 and couldn't fit here. This is Haley's Comet by Plastic Candles.